0: there. Welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 41. Is that correct? Sorry, I always hesitate. I get confused, because apparently I'm very easily confused. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. I guess it's nighttime now if you're listening to the live broadcast. I say live. uh, This is Beyond Synth. Beyond Synth on Power 85, 8 p.m. Eastern, and Saturday replay at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's a good time, man. Power 85 is where it's at. Cool music, 24 hours a day, except when it is interrupted for this show. And that is the best time of day. When Beyond Synth is on the air. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's great, all right? Listen, my name's Andy Last, and I host this show. So that's my name, and the name of the show is Beyond Synth. Please follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last. I don't really do too much... uh, tweeting other than just saying, hey, there's a new show on, and maybe the occasional bad joke. Um, but I think the show's been going okay, the new format. People seem to, to like it. We've been doing it for several weeks now, and I think it's going okay. Today on the show, I have Dallas Campbell and Ogre, a.k.a. Robin Ogden, and they're both on the show today because they did a collaboration for Halloween. They've also done some other collaborations. Some of them are secret so uh, during our chat, you're going to hear us sort of giggling quite a bit about these secret projects, and uh, it's nothing crazy. It's just they did a collaboration, and it hasn't been released uh, publicly yet. Now, I, I got a chance to uh, absorb that secret project that Dallas and Ogre worked on, and it was a really cool thing. And so I hope that that sees the light of day soon, because I think people will will dig it, because it was, it was really neat. So just so you know... We talk about that secret project for a while, (laughs) so it might be annoying because we never say what it is, but it's music-based, all right? So just imagine that uh, they uh, collaborated on some music together, and it's not hard to imagine that because they did on an album that did get released, which was called All Hallows. Uh, Don't forget to follow the podcast on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast. And uh, yeah, like I said, follow on Twitter at Andy Last and follow Power85 Radio, that is at Power85. And you should also just go to power85.com whenever you want because uh, they play cool music there. And speaking of cool music, let's listen to some cool music right now. This is a track called Rain by an outfit called Color Palette. And that was Color Palette with the track Rain. And uh, you can uh, head over uh, to the SoundCloud and uh, check it out. Um, like I said, although the, uh, this show airs uh, 8 p.m. Thursday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, the show gets put up on SoundCloud a few days later. And uh, if you're listening to the download link, uh, go to the SoundCloud page and you can check out all the artist links that are featured on the show so if you uh, have any questions or if you want to know uh, some more about those guys man, all the links are right there and I suggest you check them out because all the music is awesome and I'm sure they would love your ears on their work if you're listening to Power 85 you should also check out Project Friday which is on Friday nights on Power 85 which has been going for a long time now and, uh, it's hosted by a guy called Steve, and he plays lots of synthwave music too, man. It's, uh, pretty much a music-focused show. So if you don't like the sound of my voice, uh, <laughs> and who doesn't, um, his show is, uh, just plays lots of really cool tunes. And, uh, you will dig that, and that's Friday nights. So check it, Man. Did I mention to say follow at Power85 on Twitter? At Power85 Radio on Twitter. And uh, am I forgetting something? SoundCloud? SoundCloud.com slash BeyondSynth. Also, it's so easy to find. If you literally just type BeyondSynth into Google, the SoundCloud is the first thing that comes up. So it's not a big deal. So feel free to uh, to do that. You have my permission. Not that you need it, but you have it. And if you... Are an artist who musician who wants to uh, hear your music on the show, man. Just send me some links, bro. Or, bra. What's the what's the girl version of bro? I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the girl version of bro? Shit. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, if you want to. Sorry, if you want to hear your tracks on the show, uh, just send me a link. You can contact me through the SoundCloud page. You can contact me through Twitter. Uh, You can contact me through the Facebook page. Um, It's all good. And uh, send me some links. And always remember to uh, give me your permission. Uh, I only play tracks on the show with the blessing of the artists. So if you're going to send me some stuff, just make sure you say that, uh, you know, That it's cool that I get to play your tracks on the show. And speaking of tracks on the show, here's a track on the show. And this is St. Samuel with a track called Wavelength 800. that was Wavelength 800 by St. Samuel off the uh, album Carousel. Now, St. Samuel is actually French, so I, I probably am saying that incorrectly. Maybe it's like... Uh, no, I don't want to say Sam because that's that's something else. Good question. I'll ask him how to properly pronounce his name. Probably should have asked him that first before I played the song. But you know the old saying. And he doesn't give a shit. Beyond Synth is on Thursdays at 8pm. Did I say that? (laughs) You know what I was thinking about the other day? You know, like, when they make sequels? And they make cast changes in the sequels? And it's crazy, because even if the sequel's good... I don't know what it is about the suspension of disbelief. But I always find it really hard... ...when they change the cast in sequels of movies. You'd think, like, it'd be easy, like, it's a movie, you understand that it's fake. But, uh, it's crazy how I can never get over that stuff. Even if the person who gets replaced is better, it's still difficult for me. Like, in the case of, uh, Game of Thrones... There was that blonde dude in the third season, and then he got swapped with that new guy who's got sort of like the shoulder length kind of hair and the beard and brown hair. And they literally recast that character as a dude that looked nothing like the other guy. Like they didn't even try to make him look the same. And the new guy's cooler, and he's he's a different kind of cool. Like he's sort of like a more sort of charming character. But uh, I still find it weird. You know, it's it's hard to accept it. Like that's supposed to be the same guy. My other favorite thing about talking about Game of Thrones is how <laughs> everyone I know, including myself, loves the show and can never remember any character's name. <laughs> like they're all just that guy and that girl because there's like 80 characters. that's uh, that's the beauty, man. It's a lot to follow. That's it. But yeah, write me, you know there's a there's a thing there's a thing on this show which is called the Mail Sack, okay? So if you write me a message, questions, comments, whatever, to the Facebook page or the SoundCloud or whatever, and then just title the message Mail Sack, as in a sack of mail, all right? Send me anything you want, and we'll uh, address it on the show. So if I have a co-host or something, uh, we'll go through the, uh, the Mail Sack one day, and I just compile these things. So have any questions or comments? No criticisms. I don't accept those. But, you know, I'll tell you what I do accept. Great music. And here is uh, Corey Valentine with a catchy track called Happen to Me. That was happened to me by Corey Valentine, which is a it's a fun song, man. I dig uh, I dig that stuff. Uh, and you do too. That's <laughs> that's my favorite thing to say. Just sort of aggressively suggest that you like the same thing that I do. I'm trying to think of some other sequel cast changes. Well, of course, Dark Knight, right? Katie Holmes switching over to Gyllenhaal, and that was a weird one it's it's tough right cuz when there's played by a different actress you, like you lose the the connection that he had in a weird way that's the thing cuz i love the movie the dark knight i mean it is one of the most awesome films but i do find i'm oddly not very emotional at that character's fate in that film and i think i would have been more had it been played by the same actress i think it's literally that simple like my brain is just like why does he care so much for this lady? He just met her, you know? But uh, maybe that's my failings as an audience member? I don't know. I was watching uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 because I have a son. And then there was one of the characters was voiced by Mr. T, but then he didn't return to do the voice in the sequel. So then it's done by Terry Crews. And Terry Crews is funny, so, like, I don't have a problem with that, but it's still another one of those. Even if even though it was a cartoon and the character was dressed the same, it looked exactly the same... I was just like, wait, there's something, something off here. And why the hell wouldn't Mr. T do, a, like, a voice gig? It's, like, the easiest thing in the world. I don't know. I don't know the behind the scenes. I'm not going to pretend to know. But I will say this. We're now going to listen to another track, all right? This is a track called Night Chill by Super Science. This was off the, uh, the album Blood, which is sort of Halloween. So if you're wondering why it's sort of a spooky track... Uh, That's because uh, Halloween, buddy. Super science. So dig that. It's a cool song. Man, oh man. So what's there, what's left to talk about today? Uh, as I said, I got Dallas uh, Campbell and Ogre, uh, aka Robin Ogden, coming up on the show uh, shortly. And uh, we chat with them and it was, a, it was a fun chat. It's actually the first time they ever chatted with each other, even though they've collabed. It's the beauty of the internet. Oh, there's all these people like doing collaborations with each other, and they've never actually had like a an actual conversation. It's all just uh, you know typing and stuff. And there's a lot of people I know that way, and it's interesting. And I like to be the voice. I like to be a voice and interact with people. Like that's just what I enjoy. That's uh, that's where I get my kicks. You know, having these conversations with people, and I think it's pretty cool because in a lot of times. There are these people who have collaborated with each other who are, you know, Facebook friends and and help out with each other's music and comment and are fans and yet they've never heard, you know, that artist talk and so that's why I like doing this show because sometimes I'm the, I'm the first place wherever people hear these people talk for the first time and go, that's what he sounds like. A nerd. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, everybody sounds like nerds. You know. You know how it is. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's show. I enjoyed that one. That was a lot of fun. I like having uh, surprise co-hosts, because uh, that one was just completely unplanned. I was uh, recording the show, and I just had my playlist ready, and I was just going to talk like this into the mic, and I just thought, man, this is dull. Is that... No, that wasn't why. It was because I couldn't think of anything to say. I'm rewriting history here. I, I don't even... I don't even remember last week, man. It was so long ago. So like I said, uh, just a, a little reminder there for anyone who cares. If you want your tracks on the show, send them to me. All right? And remember to give me permission to play them. And if you like, give me permission to play you as an artist, too. That helps as well. I just, It just makes me feel better. You know, you can say, Hey, here's my track, you know, like uh, Laser Jugs. And, you know, I give you permission to play any tracks by... Nitro Laser Nut Bag. That's the band name in this joke. So it's the, <laughs> the band name is Nitro Laser Nut Bag, and the song was Laser Jugs. or Was it Laser Jug? I'm an idiot. Listen, we're going to listen to some Miami Nights 1984, a quick little track, and, uh, and you're going to love it, all right? So this is a Reflex Training by Miami Nights 1984. was Miami Knights 1984 with the track Reflex Training I think that's on one of the 80s dream compilation tapes I could be wrong but I couldn't be wrong and I hope you guys are enjoying the show and I think we're just going to go right to uh, my chat with with Dallas Campbell and Ogre so I hope you guys uh, are ready for some cool chats because that's what's about to happen now so enjoy yourselves. Here is Dallas and Robin. We're having a very relaxed sort of uh, evening party today, although that's not necessarily when the show is going to air. Well, it airs at 8 p.m., so that's we're only a few hours off, but I'm here with um, two very talented people who have uh, collaborated with each other and who I've spoken with separately on many occasions. So I'm here with uh, Robin Ogden, who is Ogre. Hey. And uh, Dallas Campbell, who is Dallas Campbell. Hey. Hey there. Maybe you should uh, remind everybody which one's which. So uh, Robin, you say something. Hello. (laughs) And Dallas, you say something. How's it going? All right, man, it's going good. So uh, just so everybody knows, this is a very late night Dallas is tired. He's been having lots of wine. Robin Robin is is very very tired because the time difference. So it's like three in the morning where he is. And uh, he's just come back from an evening at the pub. I have a bunch of pizza and poutine in front of me (laughs) and a can of pop. I should be drinking water because you're supposed to stay hydrated for your voice like on the on the radio. But if it been pop is technically like dehydrating and then I'll end up with that. NPR voice where my mouth is going to make lots of noises and stuff
1: and p- Is that poutine salty?
0: Yeah, It is man, That poutine is salty and there's <laughs> cheese and gravy and it's like really low budget poutine so it's actually not very good but I was taught as a child that if I don't eat this some people are starving in another country who are going to be very upset that they are not getting the stomach cramps I'm going to get from eating this poutine so I have to eat it all <laughs>
2: <laughs> You better eat that poutine
0: Yeah ma'am. Yeah, you better. I kind of want to try it, but... Well... (laughs) I shouldn't eat into the mic. I don't know why I just did that. (laughs) There should be a setting on the fucking channel strip that you just turned down, like just food noise. It just says food on it. and (laughs) It'd be a useful thing for me right now. Um, All right, so... I'm here with the both of you because you just, a few weeks ago... We're gonna pretend because it's a few weeks from now. Yeah, um, a few weeks ago, you did a you did you guys did a collaboration, which was cool. It was a Halloween thing. You guys have also done some other secret projects. We're not going to talk about. Um, I'm just I'm just sort of setting the stage for the fact that you guys this may not be your first collaboration.
1: Yeah, maybe it is. Well, maybe,
0: maybe it, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both have this cool sound and uh, i'm happy that you guys have sort of found this sort of creative kind of partnership thing i think it's pretty cool and the other thing that's really cool is that you guys have done these projects and this is actually the first time you two have ever spoken to each other right
1: yep correct
2: pretty (laughs) cool yeah man listen to that chemistry
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dallas will never speak to me again after this. And that'll be it. <laughs> It'll be like this guy. Uh, no, 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 it's really cool. It's really
1: cool. Yeah.
2: How did it begin? Like who who reached out to whom? Well, no, Dallas hit me up a while ago. Like a long while ago. You you just like I think you added me on Facebook and you dropped me a line about origin seeds and I thought it was really, really cool. That could be. Well, thanks. <laughs> and then a bit of time passed. Probably like a year. And then... Basically, I remember reaching out. Oh, no, that was it. I'd done 195 and Neon Vice. I remember I think it was an interview of them. It was Lucy Black. And uh, I was chatting to her and she was like, who would you like to do a collab with? And I was like, well, this Dallas Campbell, he's... He's the man, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to all things music and synthesis, I'd like to like to make some music with him. And then I remember we got in touch and we tried a track, and I'm pretty sure I messed it up. <laughs> quite, quite.
1: No, quite it was we. Uh, it was like three. It was some, three people. It was me, you, and somebody else. Was Jake? Uh, yeah, yeah. Text one hundred and one. But I don't know how. I don't remember I, what how we got into the. I guess we just moved on from there. I don't remember what happened after that. I got in touch with you about doing a uh, chat
2: for synthetics about. Oh uh, yeah. Basically, just about production.
1: Production. Your memory is far better than mine.
2: I've got. Uh, <laughs> I've, got I've, I've been. Uh, I've been writing the. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call what do you call an autobiography. That's not an autobiography. That's for more than one person. Just a biography, probably a journal. That's <laughs>
0: just a journal, isn't it? My um, wife's uh, grandma used to keep a daily log of like <laughs> e- of every awesome. day, and so there literally there's these books that are um, that are these this stack of books, and every day there's like a few point form notes about what happened that day, but it goes back like decades.
1: Wow. Well. Were there insights or was it just a list of things that happened during the day?
0: Yeah, I don't think they were. There was no. I don't think there was any like emotional attachment put to them. It was more just like, you know, Johnny visited today. Uh, Just what went on. Yeah,
1: so and so's dead, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) 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 And uh, there was no emotional attachment to that entry. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas, when I first
0: met you it was sort of like a similar thing like we just sort of we must have been like facebook friends for some reason and then and then you just shot me a message with origin seeds like i think the same way because i remember going like oh cool because like you sent me yeah you sent me the yeah, album yeah i remember and you're like hey i'm just sending this to my pals i'm like oh cool man and then i was like oh wow like because i really dug it in fact I, I i played some dallas Campbell tracks a few weeks ago hey Ooh. thanks I think I mentioned this to you in a conversation a while ago but whenever I put my synthwave playlist on random <laughs> yeah. Dallas Campbell always comes up and like that playlist has maybe like 2 or 3 days worth of music <laughs> yeah and it doesn't matter if it's like a one hour sitting like all of a sudden I will hear Dallas Campbell popping up and what i like is i mean of all the people sort of in the scene in the synth you know doing the synth music and stuff like uh dallas your sound is like the most distinct because i think literally no one is doing that that's sort of the the spacey like late 70s synth stuff like like with the the kind of funk like like no one does that sound
1: thanks i don't know what it is i just yeah whatever it is. i just do it I don't know what it is.
0: You can't fight what comes out of you, you know? Like, that's. that's
1: Yeah, if you try, it usually ends up no good. Yeah. You just gotta let it flop right out. Yeah. Freely.
0: Well, there's there's no way that can be misinterpreted. So, the. um, Because there's a lot of artists now. I mean, and I I love the synthwave sound, but there's a lot of them where like a track will come on, and I just won't know, you know? Like I'll have to go to the playlist and go like, oh, who is this? I, I'm always mm-hmm. I'm always concerned that someone's going to challenge me on my knowledge. I've never I've never professed to be like an expert in it. Like I feel like that would be more like a a Marco Merrick or a uh, Rick Thorpe, right. You know, who might be able to like say, hey, I know who that track is. Like I can't, like unless yeah. I'm unless I've memorized the music. And uh, Dallas, it's like i can be hearing the album or the tracks for the first time and i'm just like "Okay,
1: well that's that's dallas like that's that's totally dallas it's all the out of (laughs) tune
0: well we're gonna jump back and forth and talk uh about some of the stuff that you guys separately have released since i spoke with you last and then we'll sort of merge and then talk about the um, collaboration and stuff So, Ogre, yes, (laughs) which I guess I'll call Robin. I I always find it weird when I'm talking to you, like, what I want to call you.
2: Well, I... Yeah, yeah. I don't even know, like, myself. As we've spoken about before. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, I always find it weird because I know, you know, through doing the podcast... And since there's there's people who I chat with on a regular basis, and so I always have this feeling like, oh, we're up to date and we're current, and then I remember like, oh shit, like they haven't been on the podcast in years. Uh, like the same thing happened with like uh, Mike Mendoza and Huva. Like I chat with him like pretty much every day, and I realize like, oh crap, like he was on the second episode of the show and really like never came back in any meaningful way. Yeah. And then the same with like uh, with you, Robin. Um, I feel like I bring your music up like in every episode there's some sort of mention of it and uh, then i realized like oh shit but even you haven't been on for a while (laughs) so talk to me about 195 because when i talked to you last which was years ago for like the the full interview back when i didn't even know what the format of the show was yeah so i only played i played two of your songs in a one-hour conversation i probably should have played like 10 so that was when 194 (laughs) 194 was out calico Braun was out And since then, uh, you've got 195, which is awesome. Let's talk about the track, Don't
2: Call Me Hero. Oh man, what can can I remember about this track? So it's been a year now, pretty much. I think I released it the 16th of November last year, 2014. Uh, Don't Call Me Hero, Christ, let's have a think. I remember being very drunk when I wrote the melody of it. I remember going to a pub quiz and coming back quite late at night. Did you win? No, we came second. <laughs> <laughs> and there were some very niche James Bond questions, if I remember rightly. In fact, it was to about who wrote the theme to From Russia with Love, which I thought was a guy called Matt Monroe. It turned out he just sung it. Anyway, it might have been some Andy Bass <laughs> trivia that we might have been able to to get by on. Uh, I, feel, me, I feel
0: like the only James Bond trivia that everyone seems to think is, like, the clever thing to ask... Yeah. ...is there always just like, who, what's all the names of all the people who have ever played James Bond? And then, when, <laughs> and then whenever you do the list, there's always that asshole that's like, well, actually, so-and-so played him in a radio play in 1967. You're like, fuck you. Like, that guy doesn't count. Peter Sellers oh. doesn't count or whatever. Like, there's that comedy one. <laughs> yeah. I have this thing with trivia because people will always post those links... Sorry to interrupt your story, but the... Oh, no, it's, it's fine. You know, be like, 10 things about Star Wars you never knew. <laughs> and it's like 10 things everybody's always known. And the same with, like, Back to the Future and stuff. Like, it's all, like, the same kind of... Tr- one, one of them literally was things about Back to the Future you've never noticed. And then one of them hmm. was, hey, when he goes back <laughs> to the future, it's called the Lone Pine Mall instead of the Twin Pine Mall because he ran over that tree in the past. Oh, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, the whole point of that shot is a really obvious look. The sign is different. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's the point of that sequence. It's not trivia. That's, it's so it's like having trivia like Darth Vader reveals that he's Luke's dad. Wah, wah, trivia. Like, <laughs> fuck this you. It's trivia for idiots. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, and people always... I, I, I just have a thing with the stuff that people post. So, uh, okay, so we're talking about 195. How about this? I'll make it easy on it. Let's just listen to Don't Call Me a Hero now because this song is kick-ass. <laughs> and then we'll be back with, uh, with Robin and Dallas. Don't call me hero by Ogre. And I'm back with uh, with Ogre Robin and uh, and Dallas Campbell.
1: I love that track.
0: Yeah, it's a cool song, man.
1: Uh thanks. Yeah. When I hear that I definitely can feel like the the N sixty four controller in my hand <laughs> and like playing Bond in college, <laughs> GoldenEye. It it just has that sound. It's 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 awesome. I have the biggest smile <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: Back in the beginning of the year, when I had that weird epiphany that I was going to make the next GoldenEye, Hmm. which I've since abandoned, but uh, man, I was super Uh, passionate
1: about it. Make it.
0: I was passionate, (laughs) man, but it... it, once I played GoldenEye X, it sort of, the thing faded away. But, um, yeah, that was the track I used in my demo trailer. I was, I was trying to learn, like, 3D animation. Like, what a weird phase. Like, that was a quick phase of my life where I thought, <laughs> hey, I yeah, was going to design a fucking multiplayer video game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a designer, and I'm not an animator, but I thought I could do it. I remember us having some pretty lengthy... Lengthy combos. Everything I said, I meant. Oh no, I know, I completely know that. It's just, uh, I just remember us talking about all sorts. It was a, I mean, it's a
1: great idea.
0: Yeah, because I, because Dallas, yeah. you were in on it as well. Because I just, I, I just had this thing, and I think, um, I talked to uh, Damon Hatfield of IGN, who was on the show a few weeks ago, and I, I went on my golden eye rant. Basically, I just had this thing where I just feel that I want a company to bring back the multiplayer shooter that, um. Has like the party game feeling, yeah, which yeah. is what Goldeneye and Perfect Dark had. So I've already been through that whole right but that's that's where my brain was, and I just really want that again. Like some, you know, like a shooter that's got a, a pick up and play ease that like a whole bunch of people can like throw on controllers, and you're not bogged down for hours in like stupid menus and stuff. You just jump in and play, and it's and it's easy to play, but it's fun for everyone. You know, like so yeah, that, I really wanted to make that game, and this track i was listening to 195 and it was sort of inspiring me during that whole uh, creative process Ah, uh, it's so cool to hear
1: i think i got my n64 out after when i first when this came out and i played bond because it, it just made me want to play it and i think that i had i think that i listened to it while i played it but i was terrible i was so bad at it did you actually
0: play an n64 or were you playing an emulator
1: oh uh, a real deal the real one. one
2: yeah. th- oh man I'm very jealous mine died the motherboard just gave out oh really yeah yeah It's it was really sad I was clearing <laughs> out my stuff from my parents like a couple of years ago I found the N64 and I was like oh man I'm so psyched I've got all of these games I just want to play Perfect Dark Goldeneye and uh, my lady partner was super pumped to play Pokemon Snap for the first part And, uh, it was dead. The motherboard had completely, completely gone. So that's it. I rescued the expansion pack from it and that was about all I could do. It was very sad, but yeah, I'll always have the memories, I'll always have the memories. always have the memories i do not think I've ever had as much fun as having like, you know, a group of friends around or whatever, having a cup of beers and like oh my, play, yeah. playing GoldenEye or even like, you know, Mario Party or any of those sort of things, so. Yeah, yeah
1: the, the high point of that, the 64, was right when I was in undergrad in college, so it was the daily, <laughs> get around the 64 and yelling and punching <laughs> each other and... You know, puking beer everywhere. That was (laughs) That was like a daily event. Bond and Turok Turok Two maybe? Yeah, Turok Two had multiplayer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that multiplayer and the and Bond mainly.
0: I remember like I wanted to like the multiplayer. But it's it never had the charm that uh, Gold and I had.
1: For it me. didn't. Yeah, it, no. I got really good. There was you started with just the crossbow, which was just you know like the pea shooter. Mm-hmm. But you could still kill somebody with a headshot. So I just got really good at using that, <laughs> and <laughs> and I would just sit in the corner and you know try to shoot people in the head, which was it was fun. No. <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah.
0: Well, I kept fooling with different emulators. I mean, I still have a working N64, but I found some emulators that pur- you know purport to be able to play games with 60 frames a second, and I found this emulation called GoldenEye X, Yeah, and that was the thing where they took the Perfect Dark Engine and they put all the GoldenEye assets into it. And it's super cool, but I just couldn't get an emulator to work it correctly because I was literally going to buy like a gaming laptop just oh, yeah just to run goldeneye so i could like play it on the projector
2: mm-hmm. yeah i remember you saying because
0: it, it worked pretty well like and with the right emulator you can plug a playstation controller in and then you can actually configure the sensitivity of the analog sticks and all that stuff so you can actually effectively really use a playstation four controller and play goldeneye and it actually feels okay
2: yeah that's sweet
0: With a lot of tweaking, and so I found an emulator that I could sort of play the single player with a sort of a smooth frame rate, but then once I tried to do multiplayer, it just...
2: Was it like a local multiplayer, or was it online?
0: Oh no! It was local. It was the same thing. Like it oh was yeah, just, yeah. It was uh, but it was like the original Perfect Dark, so not the one that they did on the on the Xbox 360. So I feel like when I did split screen, then I started to notice the game would like dip and go into slow motion, even though it said it was supposed to be running at like sixty frames a second. Yeah. And unfortunately, the whole reason I wanted it was to do four player split screen. Like that was the function. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's a, that's a fucking story for another day, man. Hey, because
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you always got the slowdowns yeah. <laughs> when you set off like 100, uh, 100 time mines. Oh, yeah. Proximity mines. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the proximity mines and then in Perfect Dark, you could have bots. And so if you turned on eight bots,
2: yeah, the game
0: it- was a slideshow like it actually literally was at times like one frame every three seconds or something (laughs) but yet uh, somehow I managed to navigate it you know you'd start to learn and your brain would adapt but uh, (laughs) anyways man Dallas man yeah. Since, uh, yes. Do people do people call you that, Dallas man?
1: I think I do. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say that to me.
0: Actually, I just thought that sounds pretty cool because it sounds like talisman. Hey, yeah. Like fucking hey, my magic Dallas man. <laughs> anyway, that's probably racist. Um so you since uh, since I talked to you you had a bunch of things that you put out. Did I? Yeah, you, yes you did. <laughs> this, this is like this is your life and then <laughs> and I've got a special <laughs> guest here right now. Is, um wow. So <laughs> let's uh talk to me a bit about you did the you had a thing called the protostellar phase and then you came up with the extended edition. And uh, there's a track on there that I really dig called Open the Gates. Mm. which was kind of a more like sort of energized track
1: you, you always dig so deep <laughs> You do your homework and then I'm like oh man well how about yeah, this? I know I know what you're talking about
0: Well how about this let's uh, let's listen to it and then uh, and then we'll uh, we'll talk a bit about that or you can just talk about the album too in general if uh, if you've had a lot of wine
3: <laughs> this, is the,
0: <laughs> this is so this is uh, open the Gates by Dallas Campbell. was Open the Gates by Dallas Campbell and I'm still with uh, Robin and Dallas so Dallas tell me about about that
1: thing about that thing yeah tell me about <laughs> <laughs> that thing I'm thinking that was that was from that's been a few years ago at least that was when I I think I had just gotten an analog sequencer I had written that for a, it was actually a video my friend and I, he sh- he, we used to make some videos, and we I, sh- I wrote that just for a, a little video we made one weekend. But that album, the ex- that extended edition, I just had like a few songs that I hadn't done anything with from that time period. So I thought, oh, I'll just stick it on here. Maybe a, maybe somebody will want it. Was that Jeff with the video? Have you ever seen all that all those videos? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, we just. We used to make goofy videos on the weekends.
0: My favorite is that meeting one.
1: Yeah, that was that was probably... That was one of the first and probably the best.
0: Me-tang. We're in a <laughs> me-tang. <laughs> <laughs> <You're great. laughs> That's
1: the, that was fun, doing that stuff. You don't
0: do them anymore?
1: Well, we're actually working on something now, but it's, it's just like, you know, synthesizer and, like, trippy graphic. He, it, he does some sort of animation like cool stuff and he's gonna do something with that and I'll do some kind of trippy stuff beeps and boops (laughs) awesome (laughs) awesome
0: you're selling this to me man
2: (laughs) no I'm sure it'll be cool Dallas is uh, he's you're so much more profound than I am when it comes to this stuff
0: Well I think it says uh, Cause it's Dallas good. just sort of He sits back And just says cool things
2: oh,
1: You're a cool guy Dallas <laughs> Sure is Sure is I have, I have terrible attention problems So I'm usually drifting off like uh, <laughs> Should I make coffee? That's <laughs> when, Do I have any coffee near me That I can reach? That's usually what I'm thinking about like, <laughs> Do I have any coffee near me? <laughs>
0: But at this point in time, will that be a, a weird mix of stuff if you just been eating cheese and wine all night?
1: No, I, I drink coffee from the time I step out of bed. I am drinking coffee till the time I pass out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you? You just have this like such a chill vibe about you, though. That's like if uh, dude, if I had because i i cut out caffeine or at least i I greatly decreased it because it just makes me anxious so oh
1: man i would just turn to stone if i didn't drink coffee i would (laughs) slow down that much that my all of my model well yeah i might just turn into a black hole (laughs) just collapse uh, upon myself
2: (laughs) i've given it up twice now both times have been disastrous
0: i'm now at the point where i will do it occasionally but since i've I've cut back on caffeine so much that I really do feel like th- that it's like a drug now. Like, I because now it, yeah, really, yeah. it really affects me as if I were taking any other drug and wanted uh, a reaction. Like, oh, I'm going to take these pills and then I'm going to be awake all night or whatever. And <laughs> now, now I literally, like, that happens to me with caffeine. Like, I'll go to a Canadian coffee chain, Tim Hortons, and I'll buy myself <laughs> a... Um, they got this thing called a french vanilla and it's like it's meant to be like i think it's supposed to be a a, not a cappuccino oh yeah no yeah it's got the word cappuccino in it but it doesn't taste like coffee at all it basically just tastes like sort of a a creamy like hot chocolate with a bit of sort of vanilla-y slight coffee taste but very very mild because i can't really do coffee it's like too i don't like the taste of it so it's like basically drinking chocolate milk and it's super artificial tasting it's just a weird powder that they dissolve if i drink one of those now i will be i'll be awake for a day like it will actually like power me for a day well wow. in the that's afternoon good. that's cost-effective
2: You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really that pretty, pretty good. good.
0: but then if if i receive any bad news during that day <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, oh man yeah yeah that's when
0: like because it's great it'll it'll i'll focus on work and all that stuff but then if someone co- phones me and goes you know it's just like oh andy andy you know like oh there's trouble or whatever then i'll just be like i'll just have a heart attack and fall over and then <laughs> they're just gonna tell me that like a raccoon uh, went through their garbage or something when i'll be on the floor like shaking
2: yeah <laughs> i think caffeine brings on quite a lot of anxiety
0: i just never put it together you know what i mean like diet is uh i know people always say that you know it's not you know but diet is so important and oftentimes there's things going on and uh, you never attribute it to what you ate yeah and so i would have these moments in the afternoon where i'd just be like ah oh, you know i just don't, i feel kind of uneasy and i never i never really put two and two together until I was like, oh shit! It, it just so happens that I feel this way half an hour every time I fucking you know, have a cup of tea. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> but then, if it doesn't affect people that way, then it's then it's fine, right? Like, if you can do it and it's cool, then it's you know, it's it, for me. My the logic part of my brain stops me from like it's just a regular routine to eat shitty food and then like <laughs> drink some Pepto Bismol or something. And to me, it's like if I eat shitty food. And the same food consistently hurts me. Yeah. Then there's a point where I just have to stop. Cause I'm just like, dude, like it's not worth it. Like it just, every time I eat this, you know, like I feel like knives in my belly or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, man.
0: Cause no one wants knives in their belly. No. Uh,
1: no. I don't. No, man. I know that I don't.
0: Hey, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> Let's listen to the track uh, Negotiations Over. Off 195. Okay. (laughs) was Negotiations Over by Ogre and uh, I'm still here with uh, Dallas and Robin so Robin tell me about that track because that
2: one's cool that's very kind of you to say Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty articulate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that one was actually one of the ones I did towards the end of like it wasn't an afterthought but it was something that wasn't quite working Within the context of the album originally, and then I think, I'm just looking at my rack now, like, basically most of it is the Korg M3R uh, rack synthesizer, which is like half a Korg M1. Very nice. That basically solved solved all of the problems
1: <laughs> with that track. That track's in my running lit playlist. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's... That's pretty cool to hear. I run to that track every <laughs> other day, I think.
2: It was like a weird one because I remember I couldn't get it to work within the, the context of everything else being sort of soundtracky. y. Sounds a bit more sort of up tempo y. A little bit more dancey, maybe. What I said to you when I heard it, because um, on the album 195,
0: you have a track called End Titles. Yeah. But to me, these are the end titles. It gives me that sort of. That, like, Blade Runner vibe, you know, like, at the end of Blade Runner, the track that plays? Yeah. Because the rest of 195 is so, like, soundtrack-y, and you've got these great songs that are, like, commando and stuff. Like, you, you had a lot of really <laughs> cool sounds in it. And so when this track played, I just felt that since it felt more like a song...
2: Yeah. It just seemed super appropriate that it would be, like, the, the credits music. I mean, it maybe it would have been more fitting as an end credits sort of thing, because it was, yeah, it was less... Less soundtrack in more songy mm-hmm. and a bit bit more of a banger, I guess. It was also pretty complicated. I remember, like, I try not to have that many things going on at once, but that one, I remembered, it was it was a bit of a mixed down mixed down hell scenario trying to get everything to sit right. And it must be even like super crazy with that
0: fucking computer years. <laughs> 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 Don't jinx it. It's doing it. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's still doing its job. That's what Dallas and I were talking about when you were like fiddling with it before we started recording was just how, how is it that you make like the music you make with a computer that seems to be that uh,
2: near death? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I really need a new one. I really do. <laughs> and my lady partner keeps telling me to buy a new computer before it's too late. And I lose everything. <laughs> quit, <laughs>
1: quit buying so many cents.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been pretty good recently, though. I mean, are you running Windows ninety eight on that thing? What are you running? Ah, <laughs> uh, ninety eight might be more stable. This is uh, seven, seven. Okay, Windows okay. seven. So I think that is one of the good ones. They go every other, every other OS, don't they? With Windows, my like Vista was rubbish. I understand eight was lackluster. So the next one, maybe that's out already. I don't know. Should be good. Yeah,
0: ten because you get a free upgrade. I don't know. Like I use a Mac, but my wife has a PC, <laughs> and it's crazy. We get along, but uh,
2: <laughs> the. Pay's running My lady partner. She's running a Mac. She's all all about the Mac. I feel like it's a classier. I should call my wife my lady partner. It's always lady partner. It's lady very partner classy. friend. She's laughing in the corner of the room. (laughs) Usually I just call my wife woman. I just yell at her and say, woman! (laughs) Yeah, lady partner. It's uh, (laughs) a... Suits all scenarios. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. (laughs) She just calls me Robin. That's... uh,
0: (laughs) We're going to change gears here. We're going to focus on Dallas now. Yeah. You also came out with this other album that was called Oasis. I did. I did a, a little promo for it on the show this is how I connect myself to all of your hard work (laughs) say you did a thing now listen to me talk for three minutes and then uh, you know
1: it's cool man but (laughs) it's a it's a brilliant album oh you stop it with all that no you know
2: you know what I think about album (laughs) it's a great album you did a review right I sure did all right then here let's let's
0: make this show dynamic I had a song that I had picked out why don't you remember what you
2: wrote? I will even let you pause oh, to that's reread
0: a, what you wrote.
1: That's that, a tough one there. That
2: is a tough one. Because I didn't do a track-by-track track sort what of did review. you do, like how it made you feel inside? I guess I kind of <laughs> did. I guess I kind of did. I definitely dealt with the opening and the ending quite heavily. But also just kind of like how important I thought it was as an album. But he
1: probably talked about pillars. I did. I did talk about pillars.
2: Pillars was the
0: one I was going to bring up. That's the one I was yeah, going to mention. He
1: talked about pillars. I'm pretty sure. Then that fucking works
0: perfect. So can we? Can we play it? <laughs> so let's uh, let's listen to the track "Pillars" off the album "Oasis" by Dallas Campbell. that was uh, pillars by dallas campbell and uh, i'm joined here with dallas and robin and uh yeah so we were just talking about that robin wrote this lovely review of your album
1: that was very kind of him wow it was a hell of an album
0: maybe i can uh, dig it up here dallas campbell's oasis in the desert of the real now that's the... the one
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gotta be it
0: i love the way robin writes do you mind if i read <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, read it. This is what Robin wrote about Dallas's album. I'll just read the first paragraph. I often find myself considering the role of authenticity in retro electronic music, and indeed music and art moreover, without wishing to engage with the ins and outs of overplayed hardware software rhetoric and oft-quoted ideas of representation and simul... S- s- I can't even say that word. What? sim Simulacra? I think it's Simulacra, if simulacra? I remember right. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> I firmly believe in the relevance of vintage synthesizers and have the utmost admiration for musicians who practice authentic production mythologies. Dallas Campbell is certainly one of the latter, a producer paving his own way down the road less traveled, building cosmic musical pagodas like last year's full length Origin Seeds, and teaching old synthesizers new tricks on the way. <laughs> So how do you feel about that, Dallas? Is that was that flattering? <laughs> That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> hey. hey, very nice though, thank you.
0: <laughs> no, I love I love the way Robin writes because you like um, your use of language. Like when I, I wrote a review of one nine five on synthetics, and it reads like a child compared to the way you write know, about, yeah. about
1: fucking... Oh, man, I Yeah, talent. he writes that stuff, and, I'm just, and he sends me a check, I'm like, dude, it's good, man. And then he... <laughs> <laughs> I've,
3: got yeah, put he that, I've
1: got to put that English English masters
2: to you somewhere, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess of education, a voice yeah. Would be... Uh.
0: <laughs> right, so, oh, yes, yeah, so you've got uh, pillars here. You say, um... Pillars surrounds you, enveloping your ears in lush analog polyphony. The cerebral complexity of the evolving arpeggiated sequences and the live leads are firmly grounded in an ever-present rock-solid classic boogie groove. The groove is a core character of this album, established early on, and will be your companion for its duration.
1: This is great. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. But... (laughs) Ah, uh, very yeah. nice. You were on a roll that that day. <laughs> I love the album. That was the thank you. That was the, the magic thank you about that.
0: It's a great album. Can you um, talk to me about Pillars in a way that matches the language of what Robin said about it?
1: No, n- not at all. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could. I can mumble around a few <laughs> words about it. but... <laughs> A lot of the boogie he talks about comes from the... I was using a lot of drum uh, preset drum machines at the time, and they all kind of have a little bit of a swing, kind of bo- different kind of boogie feel. So a lot of that kind of translated to the album, you know.
2: You sure love them <laughs> drummers, though. They're great.
1: Yeah. They all have a little certain swing to them, that little character.
2: Yeah, they got a charm, for sure. Like, it's really cool. I, need to st- I still need to send you... The uh, patterns of organ I got. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't, I still haven't sampled them, but I found that I can kind of, like, if I push the tempo thing all the way down, you can basically sample the individual hits.
1: Yes, yeah, good idea. I'll hook you. I'll <laughs> hook you
2: up. <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs> it's
2: a
0: job
1: for the weekend.
0: Not, to, not to get too advanced, but compare and contrast your two uh, production styles that's a fucking big question but like that uh, is a <laughs> and you've got question. two minutes well because people you know i i get people who message me about the show and sometimes they want to hear a show that's more technical and and i keep promising that i'm going to do one one of these days and i did say that if i did i was going to have you two on for that
3: <laughs> yeah just yeah.
0: because um because i wanted to get people that had different uh production techniques you know and so like dallas you're doing like you've got that room full of like Fifty keyboards, or however the hell many you have, (laughs) and you're big into sort of the the you know the collection of old gear and stuff like that. Then I wanted to have someone on who, because I think sometimes people feel like it's lesser. Like, because I talked to somebody else and I mentioned the idea, and they were like, "Oh, but I only use. I do it all in computer." Right. And I'm like, "I'm like, well, that's valid too." You know what I mean? Like, they're all different. Of course, yeah, Uh, yeah, all all of it. And what I wanted to do was really get all the different things and then what i love about uh, robin is just that he will um do
2: field recordings for noises and stuff
0: oh yeah he's that, great
1: with that and and I,
2: yeah. I made uh i made dallas a load of tape loops and uh posted them over yeah. he
1: he had you know handmade the hand cut the tape made a tape loop for me to to use in my four track nice He's great for the sampling. I do love the sampling. At all times, he's always sampling something.
2: Yeah, it is a massive question, though. Like, we both have different musical voices, I guess. I mean, like, it's probably easiest if we talk about this in terms of, like, what we've been working on together, I imagine.
1: I think we maybe have become more similar the more we've worked together.
2: Less in terms of, like, the notes we write, but, like, I would have said, even before we started collaborating, like, I've... I mean, I was using less analog stuff just sort of digital crappy uh, rumpler rack stuff from, from the 80s and then I got this Monopoly last year which basically changed changed everything (laughs) you won that though didn't you
0: wasn't that part of it
2: yeah I was given it by Craig Connor who was the director of audio at Rockstar Games Ooh, and he did all of the music to the Manhunt games and the early Grand Theft Auto games and he was basically in charge of all of the sound for all of the later Grand Theft Auto games up to Grand Theft Auto 5 so but like I've got to know him and he's a really cool guy like I hung out and got pretty drunk with him back in June July or something and he's a really cool cool dude but yeah I don't know like we we're on the same page I think Dallas and I I would have said in terms of what we're up to oh yeah
0: well I think uh, you guys are big on the like live recording in real synths and stuff oh yeah As opposed to you know, uh, doing them in the computer, and also um, I see lots of videos where you guys will post, and you Dallas too, like where you're like sort of fiddling with like you know big weird old equipment and stuff, and like doing weird experiments with them and things like that.
1: Uh, That, Yeah, that's that's Dallas. uh,
2: (laughs) That's that's all Dallas, man.
1: Pretty much. If there was ever a painting or a picture of me, it would be just sitting there like turning one knob. That's what I enjoy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then there was this thing you collaborated on that's still a secret, uh, YouTube. But um, <laughs> I just say that because when you guys did that project, and I was lucky enough to uh, to sort of see it or hear it, I should say. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Um, What I noticed of that thing was really interesting because I knew Dallas's style uh, going into it, and I thought, well, this is totally appropriate. Again, I hate I hate talking like I'm sorry, audience, but I have to be vague. But um, the the whole the project was I was like, okay, this is totally up Dallas's alley. And then Rob and then you started doing music for this thing too. And then I noticed your two styles just sort of merged on that project uh-huh. because there was there was moments where I was like, okay, I didn't know who was doing what, and I didn't want to say because I was either going to feel stupid or insult somebody.
2: <laughs> that um, that definitely but, happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we really sort of went back and forth on that quite a lot,
0: and it was great. Like it was a, it was a cool thing, and obviously that continues on on to this. But I, but I noticed that since then and i don't know if this is true robin but like what i've seen from you you have been experimenting more lately with doing like kind of live recordings especially with obviously the gradients ep or whatever yeah yeah let's listen to the song which is uh which is my favorite one off gradients which is called b1 oh,
3: <laughs> so <yeah>. let's uh <laughs>
0: so let's let's listen to b1
1: listen to it twice and then
0: we'll uh come back yeah <laughs> yeah well, just play it twice in a row <laughs> And that was B1 by uh, Ogre off the album Gradients. And so we were talking just before that about how, you know, the technique of doing this. And you recorded this one all sort of live. Yeah. And and was that sort of inspired by the project that you guys were working on? Or was that just something else? Or did you get the idea while
2: you were doing it? Oh, man. I don't even... I don't know where the idea came from, particularly. But... It was definitely inspired by what Dallas and I had been up to previously like without a doubt that was probably one of the biggest sort of influences on that whole thing and Dallas himself like man that you know just like the whole methodology that we'd we'd taken with the secret project <laughs> <laughs> which it, which we had for like we're that we're not we're not not supposed to talk about but I just really dig the idea of playing music, you know, like a lot of the stuff that we've done together and stuff I've done, like even with work and whatever, recently has all been, you know, you just jam it and see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) Words to live by. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, it's all about, or for me, a lot of the time, like serendipity and happy accidents, you know, like you never quite know where it's going to go. Uh, and sometimes it'll be bad, and sometimes it'll be really cool, or at least at least I think so. <laughs> what I liked about uh, gradients was just because since
0: uh, th- I mean, there was a few moments on there where you even hear like some sort of some like real tape wobble and like a like tape yeah, glitch and stuff, so. which <laughs> maybe bothers you, but but I remember thinking, like, oh, that was cool, like cause it felt real? <laughs> like it was a
1: real moment, so yeah, I, l- I love that. That that album is one of my favorites. That's a day I listen to that one every day. That's oh, very kind, man. Like
2: that that tape vibe, That is. It's from nineteen seventy four. It's a type four metal cassette that I have had for a couple of years now, and I've been saving it for <laughs> for a special occasion. And it it became the master cassette copy of of the album. And it took like, I mean, I I didn't realize how badly demagged. And uh, stuff that tape was until I listened back to like the actual take that I was happy with because it took about not going to lie it took like six takes probably to get it to get it right and like a week of rehearsing over sequences and stuff.
1: I don't think it took you that long. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were working on other stuff, and you're like, "Hey, I recorded these songs." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, when the heck did you do this?" <laughs> it took a little while,
2: like. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and that's the sort of stuff i want to do live if I ever get to play live. I think I just dig all that whole like idea that things aren't necessarily 100% rehearsed, but you know, there's a, there's room for error. But that error might be good if uh, <laughs> if yeah, you get well, what I'm saying. You know, it's exciting, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you feel, you
0: feel the energy and the the heart that goes into it. I think that's what. That's the tricky thing about because there's a lot of music that I know you know is made 100% in the computer and it's cool, but sometimes it can be slightly sterile, you know, like when mm-hmm. it's when everything's perfectly you know hitting on the stuff and even when you're using like a like a sequencer or something, but it's like a real one. Yeah, there's still I don't know, there's just something that's it's 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 slightly
2: imperfect, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's definitely a few bum notes and gradients.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's hard to it's hard to I don't know why that is, but I think it's the same thing the same reason that I love you know practical effects over digital. it's like it's hard to it's hard to qualify really, but it it's like you feel the work, you feel the real work.
3: yeah and mm-hmm. e-
0: even though you know I, I can't dismiss that you know CGI takes a lot of lot of work from like hundreds of people um yeah. who you know do work a long time but there's something about just when something's real and that even when the effect is flawed if it's real it's still stronger to me because mm-hmm. i because i i don't but it's hard i can't i can't explain it like someone could argue with me the opposite and go like but you know each CGI takes like 50 guys like you know like 200 hours of you know like in 10 months of work to do and and i'll be like yeah but then there's like a big rubber Arnold head in Terminator 1 and for some reason I'm I, I like it even if it, it gives, is
1: cheap looking. It gives it a human touch. Yeah.
0: I think it's the same the same reason why I like being able to see the thumbprints on like Claymation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I no, I
1: know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Like
2: literally
0: a human touch. Yeah. I guess that'll sort of bring us up to speed to uh, a collaboration you guys did that we can talk about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which,
0: which was your Halloween release called uh, All Hallows? Hmm. Yes, and uh, it was cool, man. Thanks, uh, thanks, dude. So, what exactly? Because you're sort of your credit is like uh, ogre and Dallas Campbell on every track. Yeah. So, <laughs> w- what? How did this work? Like, what is
2: the collaboration going on here? Hmm. Dallas is the guy who suggested this one.
1: Yeah, the secret thing was was his idea. And this, this was my idea. All right, <laughs> I, 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 I my suggestion. I I got a uh, a farfisa sent uh, and I I was like, dude, we should do a Halloween album. But said, <laughs> so can we at least come up with like you know a few songs or because that it was maybe three weeks ago or, yeah or so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I had like one, a half of a song written. <laughs> we were like, uh, you know, we'll give it a shot. See what see what happens. And I think you pumped out a few. Yeah. Four four in a night or something. <laughs> yeah. And then you went on vacation.
2: Yeah. Then I <laughs> bugged off to Cornwall for like a couple of days and I came back and you'd written like eight tracks. <laughs> and it was amazing.
1: Yeah, and th- and then I think we traded a few back and forth. Yeah. And we ch- and we kind of tracked over each other's maybe you know, like half of them and then And then that was it. We ended up with a bunch of songs somehow, (laughs) and it was really fun.
0: You guys are using different software, right? So, like, does that? Yeah, yeah. I know you're probably just trading stems or whatever, but I mean, does that Mm -hmm. create an issue or?
2: No, no problem. Apart from my internet, Uh, (laughs) that's the only. His his uh, internet is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) But no, no. Yeah, we use. uh, We just sort of work on. You know, we fire stuff back and forth and
1: jam over it. We got in the groove because we did that, we did the other project. Yeah. And it was a lot more work. So we were kind of already knew how to pass stuff back and forth.
0: But at least that secret project was worth it with all the accolades you've received.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see.
2: <laughs> it should, no, with any luck, it will see a light of time, like early next year, the secret project. But all Hallows was great fun and we uh, managed to I had like this idea for a while that I was kicking around of doing like a sort of multimedia like you pair an album with a short story or something and mm-hmm. we discussed it and thought it might work and then I had a little bash at writing something I'm not very good at creative writing truth be told uh, and my lady partner <laughs> saved the day, mm-hmm. and we got it edited. And it sort of miraculously worked on a track-by-track basis, and then we wound up with a cool concept. So it all panned out. Wait, so there's a story for this album? Oh, yeah. You can read it track-by-track, and there's a PDF bundled with the download. Oh, shit, I should look at that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. I I only wrote, like, a little bit of it, really.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I thought it was just, like, cover art. Okay, well, this is news to anybody who bought All Hallows. Look at that goddamn PDF.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no, dude. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's real cool. That was what inspired me to write, like, the second half of all of my stuff after I read that. Yeah. So,
0: this will be a fun game then. I'll ask each of you to pick your favorite track from it. Okay, this might pose a problem <laughs> because... And I understand that you don't want to say your track you wrote is your favorite track. If I had to pick one,
2: it would be... The pr- problem is, like, we named the tracks.
1: I'm, I'm, I am have to look up what the heck. Yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, we, I see, we I name, see. Named, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, we named the tracks pretty hastily
1: because... Because that was my job.
2: <laughs> well, it wasn't your it wasn't <laughs> your job. It was uh, we were waiting for this story to be like finalized, and then we were going to pick track like pick names from each paragraph to go along with the track. So, like, if I were to say like, oh, my favorite track is Dallas Mix Six of this one or whatever, you know, like I think. But if I were to pick one, it would probably be track number two, which is uh, last rays of daylight. The last rays of daylight. In fact, I was going to say something daylight, but I don't want to get it wrong. But that's that's the one. Let's listen to this one, man. This is
0: uh this is Last Rays of Daylight by Ogre and Dallas Campbell off the album All Hallows. And that was Last Rays of Daylight by Ogre and Dallas Campbell who I'm joined with both of them and Ogre just said that that's his favorite track
2: yeah I or think so the, I don't want
0: to put you on the spot no it's no one I one think that's
2: my favorite track that's like the one of the f- first ones Dallas sort of kicked like you know he started that one up and that chord progression which is the his farfisa.
1: yeah that was Yeah, that was the chord progression I was I just recorded it falling around when I got that synth and that, I was like oh man we should just that was what gave me the idea. That started everything.
2: That's And I think that's like, I've listened to that track God knows how many times in the past few weeks, and like, it's just really good, you know? Like, I don't notice time passing when I listen to that song. Like, it's five, it's like five <laughs> minutes long, and I'll be sat there, mm. and I'll be like, oh man, this is so cool. It's like over, and I'll hit the repeat button, like straight up. So Dallas did like most of that, and then I, I whacked some of the, the stringy sounds over it. Uh, but sort of creep in
0: it's a cool thing I was listening to it I was uh, repainting some robots <laughs> and uh, th- this this was the soundtrack to some
2: uh, some robot painting
1: that's perfect yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting though because uh, sorry I, was, I just went off at a tangential thought or whatever but like the uh, I can't remember which bloody track it, the name is now but it's the one made from the tape loop I sent you oh yeah of
1: terror maybe yeah, and that is absolutely awesome. Like track ten is the ch- uh, the tape loop that we were talking about. Yeah, and, okay, cool. uh, That's a sample of what we were talking about.
2: Yeah, and but like, what I wanted to say was like, it's just a different way that collaboration might work. You know what I mean? Like, Dallas performed that tape loop, but I made the loop itself. So it's sort of, it's like it's a different way that you might work on something together that winds up being really cool. So, like, what Dallas did with that tape loop is, like, probably completely different to what I would have done with it. But it sounds awesome, and... I don't know, I think it's a great track.
0: Explain to me briefly, as you can, like, just the actual, like... I know you say tape loop, and I think I understand what you mean. But when you say, like, you made
2: Dallas a tape loop... So, I've got a four-track tape recorder and dallas has a four track tape recorder and his is better than mine (laughs) but (laughs) what i've done is i will record like four different notes or four different parts to one cassette i will then take that cassette to pieces chop the tape into a 23.5 centimeter length and then splice that back together so when you press play it will play in a continuous loop but you'll still have all four parts that have been recorded to it, a sort of fadeable on the uh, tape machine. Now, do you hear where the splice is? Nope. it's continuous. So it's the same as playing like, well, if I've spliced it right, it's continuous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be the same as like holding a note down on a keyboard, you know, or a sample. Okay, yeah. I posted those over to Dallas, and then he can play those back
1: on his on, four on track. the four track. They have they have four sliders. So there, there's going to be an either a note or a chord per slider. So you can pull those up and down. And they also have a pitch switch and a pitch uh, knob that affects the t- the speed of the tape. So you got all that to kind of mess with, to like perform, at, or basically. That sounds
2: fun. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, making the loops is pretty hardcore.
2: I've got like fairly big hands, <laughs> so it's pretty fiddly. <laughs> but like...
1: <laughs> Yeah, I could never do that tape loop stuff. My fingers are too fat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I I posted Dallas over a splicing block, so he could have a go if he wanted to. But it's pretty fiddly, and I can understand most people wouldn't have time for that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it could take a little while to yeah, yeah, yeah to cut and paste it together. But you know, it's pretty cool, and it's the the sort of sounds that you just won't get any other way you know
0: how long does it take you to make one that, that must be very time consuming
2: well it takes the time to dub the length of tape I can probably splice one now in about mm, sort of 10 minutes ten between 5 and 10 minutes it would take me to do it because there's a lot of swearing <laughs> <laughs> and messing around but yeah I don't know it's, it's actually probably doesn't take as long as, as you'd think but it's a lot of fun so I, I love doing that sort of stuff Dallas, uh, I'm going to throw that
0: question to
1: you now, man. Favorite song?
0: Yeah, favorite uh, song on All Hallows.
1: Ooh, I would s- probably Silhouette. Track number nine? Let's
0: eleven? See. Eleven or nine. Eleven, I think. eleven maybe Six, 11. Nine, 10, eleven, Yeah, eleven. Yeah, eleven. Yeah. Ah. Well, let's listen to it then. This is a, this is a track called Silhouette of All Hallows. Silhouette by Ogre and Dallas Campbell off the album All Hallows. And so, Dallas, you just said that this was your favorite track on the uh, on the album. So, what? Uh, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that 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 one's all Ogre. It's just so good. <laughs> that main like theme, the little kind of sequence that's in that song is that's my impression of it yeah it's pretty good yeah i love that it's so intense Aww.
0: and i think that's what's what's cool about this this album is because not knowing how you guys collaborated i mean getting a bit more of a sense of it now is that i really i listened to that whole thing and i never you know like you're you you guys were blending Together, because I, I never really was like listening to a specific track and going like, "Oh, this is clearly like an ogre track or whatever." Like I really felt that the style was consistent through the whole thing.
2: Cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool to hear. Actually, I do think David's work on the master and really helps smooth things out. Kluge.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Kluge. He is. He <laughs> is <laughs> a-
0: <laughs> he I just love to say that guy's name like I know
2: who
1: he is. <laughs> he's the Don, man. Like that is how you say his name too. Clug, yeah, exactly. Clug, yeah, Clug. That He's one of those guys. I remember from uh,
2: hearing your chat with Andy last, Andy last last time actually. That it <laughs> That's was me, Clug. man. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> David did some absolutely amazing, amazing mastering for us, and I felt very lucky. Like. He did a hell of a job, you know. So he he probably did that pretty quick, then, right? Like how, how what was the timeline of this whole thing? I mean, he he must have mastered it in a day. I would have thought Dallas, Dallas will probably
1: know more than I did. Yeah, yeah, he was done in like a couple hours, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, that's what that's what super 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 musicy
1: people can do, you know? Yeah, we luckily luckily we had we know some cool artist type people that, <laughs> that helped us out. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think Faye did the, uh, the art in all of... Well, it probably took like an hour total. She probably did the actual picture in like five minutes That so it was just me over her shoulder saying like, oh, the font needs to do this. Or
1: yeah, the art's great. Move, yeah, this, yeah, yeah.
2: move this a couple of pixels to the left and, <laughs> and stuff, but she she did a great job. I I really like it. Yeah, no, no, it looks great. It's very... Soul Bass was the uh, point of reference. Sort of yeah. Hitchcocky, although in the actual cover art of this
0: thing, it just—it's uh, just Robin and Dallas. It is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more people know me as Ogre or O-G-R-E, but it's always going to be Robin and Dallas, really, to us anyway. So, isn't that the moral of it all? <laughs> if there's a moral to this fable.
0: That's going to be it. <laughs> well, guys. <laughs> i think this has been a, this has been a fun chat this has been cool it's the first time you guys have ever uh, spoken yeah with each other even though doing all this uh, collaboration and uh lots of great music between the pair of you thank you and uh, uh thank you and robin ogden does the theme song to beyond since which is a track called sure thing off the album calico brawn and thanks to dallas campbell who has provided some elements for the intro i.e. his wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like uh, her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot to... Since I've started doing the new show, I'm still trying to get back into the groove of all the, like, business. Because I, I do mean to say that stuff at the beginning of every episode, but I think I forgot yeah. to, with like, the first two. That's cool. But uh, everybody knows, everybody asks me the same shit on, like, SoundCloud and stuff. Like, if they're new listeners... Literally, like the start of every episode, there's always a comment at the beginning, like, "Like, what's this song?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> I probably owe you, owe you a commission or something, you know. <laughs> well, <What? laughs> at this point, oh, as as closer, though, I don't know. <laughs> as long as someone's making some money off of uh, off of Beyond
0: Synth, because it's sort of a any money I spend on Beyond Synth just goes right into the Beyond Synth deficit, because <laughs> it is a a money money losing
2: operation. But did you know? <laughs> did Did you know? You are one of the only, if not the only, since podcast around.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I'm probably like one of fifteen now, or something. Like, there's quite a few. How do I don't think so? No, there's th- no, there's there's quite a few. But well, uh, we can we can pretend mine's the best one. Well, I, I'm going to pretend all of us are
2: pretenders.
0: <laughs> but, anyways, man, it's been uh, it's been fun talking to you guys. This has been like a fun night. Yeah. All had uh, d- drinks and pizza, respectively.
1: Ye. Yeah. Yes, it has been a fun night. Thanks for chatting with me. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I'm... the
0: second you turn your microphone off, you're just gonna like
1: fall onto a pillow. <laughs> I have to go play Terraria.
0: What's that game like?
1: Which one is that? It's the oh. one where you're digging and stabbing. <laughs> 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 it's like a uh, two D, two D sort of Minecrafty,
2: crafty, crafty game, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. But
1: I, I, I don't like the building. I just like the smashing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: it's always good when you can just have a game that you know you can sort of lose yourself and just like mindless. Uh... I do that. Yeah. With it. That's why I'm excited for. Um... Did you ever play Just Cause? Oh, I That's saw familiar. a demo of it. Just Cause Two. Was on the PlayStation Three. I think it was on the Xbox as well. And it was like it's like GTA, open world. Uh, it takes place in like this sort of tropical kind of. You're on an island, aren't you? Yeah, you're on an island in some fictional like South American country. But the whole game is just blowing stuff up. Like that's the point. <laughs> so it's like all the stupid things you do in GTA that you get in trouble for. That's sort of like what this game's about. Anyway, it's awesome. Just because there's just like just freeform destruction. And Just Cause Three is coming out. For the PlayStation Four, mm. and uh, it looks like you can do a lot more fun and ridiculous things. And it's since it, since the story so stupid, it's just one of those games that you just like just running around doing the the side stuff because it's all pretty basic, just blowing stuff up. Yeah, and uh, I like to blow stuff up, man. You might too,
2: <laughs> <laughs> man. I need to go a PS Four or something first. You need a new fucking computer. Yeah, that's Is on what the you list. need. That
0: thing. T- Sounds like you got a plane in there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a lovely evening. And you. Hey, thanks. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, Yeah, man, that was cool. It's great (laughs) talking to you guys. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you two later. All right.
0: Take care, man. (laughs) All
1: right, man. Yeah.
0: And that was my chat with Dallas Campbell and Robin Ogden, a.k.a. Ogre. Hope you uh, enjoyed that. Uh, We had a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it too. And that is the end of the show. So I hope you guys are having a lovely day, lovely evening, lovely morning, whenever you're listening to this. If you listen to this at work, on the bus, sitting at your computer, playing video games. I wouldn't recommend playing video games. I feel like my nonsense would be distracting, but uh, that's not for me to say. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will talk at you next week. That is not the catchphrase of this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to come up with a catchphrase. I'll think of one. Anyways, dudes, this has been Beyond Synth on Power85.com, at Power85 Radio, at Andy Last. And I'll see you at
3: next week. (laughs)